Welcome to DCAF episode. I don't even know because Mark and I just got back from a week long conference and I've never been so tired or so brain dead in my entire life. SPN broke us, I think. We did talk about it to somebody that like we're over like 110. So I mean, this is something that that's so many episodes. I feel like a lot of shows go like, I mean, that's a lot. So we've been doing this for quite a while. I know we're so cool. We're so good at this. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> um, so SPN annual meeting broke us. I mean, I don't know if you can tell by my eyes. I'm so tired, um, but it was a really good meeting. And uh, the best part of it, of all of it, was I can't even say it without smiling because we've been keeping this secret for so long. But Justin Owen, our fearless leader, the one who always makes fun of us, who hates it when we do the podcast because he wants to do it himself. He <laughs> won the biggest award that the network has to offer, the Row Award. And the Row Award isn't some lifetime achievement award. It's an award for leadership. But I think that Justin is maybe the youngest winner ever. And uh, we found out a couple years ago, but because of the pandemic, they didn't do annual meeting last year. So he didn't get to receive the award last year. So this year it has been a long time coming and he got the award. And I am just like beside myself with excitement about this. Just I think beside he, myself is like usually upset. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I think like, he's like, oh, I'm beside myself. Like it's like, oh, things are not going well. I mean, you are that wrong. You for are bursting with excitement. I'm bursting with excitement. I'm bursting with excitement because Justin is, aside from being our boss, I would say he's just a really good friend to both of us. Um, he's always got our back. Mark said that in his video. We'll always have your back because we know you've got ours. And it was just a really fun night trying to keep things a secret, trying to get his parents and grandparents and his wife's mom into town and keep it all hush hush. And then um, one of my favorite points of the night is two of our board members were at the annual meeting this year and he was doing a Justin was off doing a video, a celebratory video, and both of them walked up to me and they were like, where's Justin? We need to buy him a drink, which just said so much because John specifically has been there from the start and, and everyone, it just shows like how proud we all were of Justin's success. It was a huge night. And shout out to John Sarasola and Ken Meyer for both being there from our boards. Um, it's a real, and like Taylor said, you explained that well. I thought I was going to have to explain what kind of award it was because we always talk about insider baseball, but it's a, it is a huge deal. They give it out to only one person per year. And it's usually somebody who's like you said, 80 plus who's done all these things in their life. It's named after, you know, it's Thomas Rose kind of, you know, Reagan's right-hand man. Um, so it's an enormous deal. I think like I've talked to a lot of people. I also didn't do that good of a job of keeping the secret. I kept being like, hey, come to the dinner tonight. Something's going to happen really cool. And like, so I didn't give it away, but I think most people knew because I want to make sure people are at the dinner. I know. <laughs> so I didn't do a great job keeping it a secret, but I talked to a lot of my friends, people network, things like that afterwards. And I think the, the interesting thing is that every single person like, wow, that is so well-deserved. Like a lot of times people will get awards or places will get awards where I'll be like, no, they didn't deserve that. Or like, it's fine. But like every single person I talk to literally were coming up saying, wow, that was so well-deserved. And for a, you know, a think tank our size, which I mean, we're really small compared small. to some, you know, think tanks that have a hundred people. I mean, you have heritage in Cato that are, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of workers. Um, so the fact that we won with a 12 person staff and that Justin was the C, like basically the best leader, not just, it's not even just the network, it's just leadership generally yeah. of anybody kind of right of center. Um, it really says a lot about him. And, and I don't, I mean, it was a, a really moving video, which we can share at some point, but it was, 
it was just so, so well-deserved. And it was really emotional, like having been there, you know, I've been Justin for almost eight years now. And it's like seeing where he's come from there and even seeing where he's come before that. He started as an intern at Beacon, but he also basically righted the ship of a think tank that was about to go under, you know, 10, right. 15 years ago that didn't have any money that he was taking over this almost bankrupt, uh, right. you know, because of all the stuff that happened. And he made it into this formidable, you know, well-respected by both sides of the aisle think tank. That is, I mean, I think one of the most effective, I mean, in, in the world. I know. I totally agree. And his speech will, um, we'll hopefully be able to share some of that little clips from that too, but it just goes to show what a humble guy Justin is, but he's a hard worker and he believes in what he does. And, uh, we just had, I mean, I was sobbing. I had friends who were texting me saying, no wonder you want to work for Justin. He seems like the best guy. I had no idea. And I mean, you know, and, and that also goes to show like people who are saying I had no idea. He doesn't brag on himself. He's not okay. the kind of person who's out there in the front trying to say, look at me, look at me, look at all these things I'm doing. He um, hangs out with his wife and they go on vacation and at conferences, she's always there and they're always just hanging out. He's not like in the mix of people who are trying to be really well known. So people had no idea how great he was. And then they said, oh, wait, this guy really is the real deal. That's so well deserved. I know. And, and he was kind of like, it, it, he was kind of funny, which like, if he was that funny, normally he would, he might be able to be on the show more often. I but know. It was a pretty funny speech and like Justin's witty, but he's not always like, no, he funny. cracked some jokes in that speech. He worked hard on that, man. I know. And, and then one other thing I want to say is when I started, like, I feel like so many people want to be in the media, right? You're like, oh my gosh, especially CEOs. I want to get my name out there as much as possible. Working in media, it is unbelievable how much Justin's like, oh no, you should do that one. That that fits what you want to do more. Or, oh, why don't you give this to this person? Because I, I want to see them get a chance at media. So like so many, I think CEOs are, I mean, maybe not, but just generally want to get as much attention for themselves as possible. Justin wants to get as much attention for beacon as possible he doesn't care about himself getting attention yeah. like sometimes i'm like you have to do this because you're the only one who can speak to this well we like for beacon we need you to do this but like you don't have to be so humble but he's a really humble guy and it's uh it, it was great it was really exciting so we just did a whole six minutes basically just like complimenting justin he really is going to owe us for that because he just rips us to shreds when he does this podcast and we tend to yeah. insult him a lot also well-deserved. We but did say funny, so we'll say that. So like one, he, one kind of insult. Yeah, we said he was, yeah, we did. Okay. He's, so pretty, he's not that funny, but he was, the, the speech was very funny. We were, we're true to form, true to brand uh, with, with that one specifically. Um, but congratulations, Justin. We're fired up. We drank a lot of scotch to celebrate it. And you drank my, a lot of scotch, not me. I did, I did. And <laughs> I, I drank some Bud Lights to celebrate like a classy person. And I left my voice at the hotel bar at the celebration because I was so excited I couldn't pipe down. Um, so while Justin has a 100% approval rating from the State Policy Network, <laughs> someone else... Before you even finish, this is the best one you've ever done. This is the best transition. Okay, I'm, I, very, I'm so excited about how good that was. I've been really thinking about it this whole time. Wow, that was incredible. Okay, I'm sorry. So start again. I interrupted. That was so excited. That was such a good one. I, I had to compliment you. So while Justin has a 100% approval rating from the State Policy Network, there is another maybe more notable figure that does not, and that is President Joe Biden. Boy is slipping. And I don't know if I know that there's still time before the 2022 elections and 2024, but I'm afraid that I say afraid. I say afraid with a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that he started off so poorly 
that there will be no recovery process available to him. Mark, what are your thoughts on that? I don't really agree with that. I feel like we, we make a big deal in the media about, about specific, oh, they'll never recover from that. I mean, I mean, how many times did we hear, you know, like, oh, this, this thing had happened. And like people will, there will be another issue in a year that maybe he'll be doing terrible on. So he might, it might actually get worse, but like people are quick to forget. Think about how many scandals like, oh, this is going to bring this person down forever. And like three months later, you kind of forget about it. So I do feel like the tea leaves change quite often. With that being said, um, Biden kind of got to a good start generally before the last maybe month or two, just because he wasn't really doing anything. He doesn't really give a lot of press conference. And he kind of, I mean, in, in some ways, I think he was really smart politically. Cause I feel like every time Trump would go out there, he would say something, you know, that other people didn't like and would cost himself a point or two just by talking so much. Um, Biden, when he talks, um, it's not great. A lot of times um, he, he doesn't come off as an extremely intelligent person or somebody who knows what they're doing. So I think he was smart to be like, I'm not going to insult anybody on Twitter. I'm not going to, and I'm just going to kind of not go out there, but obviously the, um, the Afghanistan thing changed things. And I also think that this, I could be wrong, but I feel like this, just talk this $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill uh, is going to change things as well in, in a negative way for him. So I think that the honeymoon is over. That's for sure. I think I saw a, a USA Today poll, which is a great poll that had him 41% approval, 55% disapproval. If, now, granted, that is a, that's one poll and the average about 45. But if that sticks, I think 2022 is going to be disastrous for Democrats. I mean, he needs to get up to, you know, probably just around the 50% mark. And I still think just based on, you know, if you look historically, the midterm elections after somebody is elected usually is not great for the party. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're that, like just generally that, and then on top of that, he's having a lot of issues. I think the Afghanistan thing is his biggest problem right now because he has had, I mean, kind of bipartisan you got an ad playing you got an ad playing in the background i had the the college football thing up i know i'm ready to look at it espn's killing me um but yeah i I think it's going to be it's really problematic right now he does have time and especially he's not on the ballot in 2022 but there's gonna be a lot of democrats who are and i've already noticed a lot of them are starting to be like hey why don't we come a little bit more to the middle? I mean, you've seen Manchin and Cinema just say like, no, we're not doing this, but it's yeah. not even that. In the House, a lot of them are saying, I mean, I think there's nine or 10, like we're not going to sign off on $3.5 trillion. So while at the beginning, I think Democrats are like, I want everything Biden says I want to be on. He has pretty high approval ratings. Now they're starting to separate himself from him a little bit. You kind of saw that a little bit um, with Trump too, with Republicans doing that after two years, just some of the things he right. said, but I feel like We'll see what happens, but I'd be worried right now if I was a Democrat. I think I'd be trying to go kind of as centrist as possible. I know, but I mean, this week, his press, as as the Afghanistan withdrawal came to an end, um, and so many people were left there, the press was just like, I mean, the Wall Street Journal was just roasting him every single day. And Wall Street Journal doesn't do stuff like that. I mean, they're pretty objective, and they were roasting him every single day and so the the press is bad like the situation (laughs) (laughs) the situation is dire and the press is like there is no recovery in the press anytime soon so we'll see what happens but that's uh that's that's uh tbd as of right now um so mark and i are pretty freaking pumped about college football officially really starting this week um i know tennessee played last night couldn't ignore that on social media, all that stupid orange. They and, did not look great, though. Yeah, Despite well, when did they ever? Yeah, fair point. <laughs> not 1996, I think. 
Like, I'm like <laughs> grumpy as crap. Got an <laughs> Alabama sweatshirt on today. I hate orange. I hate <laughs> I hate Auburn. I hate Tennessee. If you are orange, just assume that I hate you. And <laughs> I am ready for a season in which all of those teams suck, starting with Tennessee last night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I did watch the game uh, begrudgingly, and Bowling Green is bad. I did win my first bet, though, the year. I took Bowling Green to cover the 37 points, and they did. I haven't put any money in DraftKings yet this season. I know that I know that what happened to me last year, the spiral into sports betting that occurred. I Here's the other problem, too, is Alabama is so good and you want to bet on them, but they're not great at covering spreads. I mean, they, they make it so high that, like, they could play great if they win by 40, not 42. And Saban also, I will give him credit for this. You know I give him credit rarely. He doesn't run the score up on teams. No. Like, when they're up by, you know, 42, he's putting the third string guys into, like, when there's such huge spreads, a lot of times that's problematic for, for betters. So like you actually are better off and I'm not even trashing them. Alabama might be the best team in the country by a mile, but still betting against them in most individual games, not to lose, but against the spread. Well, I'm just an arrogant little bitty. And I click that little down arrow and take like Alabama by 40. Like every time. Yeah, and that, that's why you should not use that probably. That's why I should not bet on sports. Um, just because I'm way too arrogant for it. But I might I might actually branch out this year and bet um, on some other teams. I would put my money against Auburn every single week. Hate them. If you want a good, if you want a great week one upset, take Louisiana over Texas. That that's the uh, that's a good one. I, I don't I think it's about seven to eight points. <laughs> Um, but just straight up to win. Texas is always overrated, and Louisiana brings back literally every starter from their team from a, a, an, an almost undefeated year last year. <laughs> I know. I had some friends talking crap about that just last week and saying, like, we have the same team. We're going to stomp all over you guys. It's like, all right, well, Bryce Young is going <laughs> to throw the ball over your head, and you won't be able to stand a chance. So good luck to you. Um, I, I have- There's a lot of great games, though. I mean, and, and let's talk about the highlights, which Alabama is one of them, but the, the big one is Clemson and Georgia is like two top five teams and we'll figure out they're both people who are kind of expected to either be in the playoffs or compete for the playoffs. And really whoever wins this game, I, I hate to say it this early in the season, but it almost, it would be hard for them not to make the playoffs. They have to lose twice. I know I um, Clemson also orange hate. So mm-hmm. I guess for one time and one time only go dogs. Oh, it like tasted sour coming out of my mouth. <laughs> like that was terrible. The Georgia fans, I told you a lot of them, they are very excited about this year. And for some reason, it feels like every time Georgia fans are hyped up, they lose early in the season. So I think Clemson wins this one. Um, I'm not sure it's even that close, even though the spread's only three. I don't – Georgia somehow always lets you down in big games, it feels like, if you're a Georgia fan. And say what you want, and obviously last year was, was – but like Clemson usually big games. You know I mean? I of course, they've lost to Alabama sometimes, but – they win big games generally. The only thing more pleasing to the eye than an upset Georgia fan is an upset Auburn fan. I, I mean, I know that's really mean, but I, I feel very strongly about that. So I would love if Clemson pulled the upset. But at the same time, I hate Orange. I love Dabo. I wish he was at Alabama, not at Clemson. I love how Clemson, I love how Clemson and, and, and Alabama and Georgia all have these tough games and Auburn's playing Akron, I think. So they, they, they decided not to get into so the So classic. <laughs> and they'll probably still play dirty, like trying to hurt those guys. Auburn plays so dirty, man. I Auburn hate them. should be very bad this year. They, I, I think they'll have a losing record. I but but all, uh, Alabama and Miami, that'll be yeah. a fun game to watch. And they're two top 14 teams. I mean, Miami kind of 
they have a great quarterback, a Heisman contender. I'm not sure they have much else, though. I mean, yeah, like, there's no star behind, power on that team except for the quarterback. But I mean, he he can make plays, and he is an NFL. I mean, he's kind of a Kyler Murray esque quarterback if you kind of look at. It. He's fast. He has a huge arm, and and I think out and Alabama's defense really has gotten. It feels like every year they're 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 getting worse. The problem is their offense is getting better. So it's kind of this weird like thing where because I remember you remember when Alabama used to win games, you know, ten nothing, thirteen nothing. You're now winning games like fifty six thirty four. Remember when we kept LSU from getting across the 50-yard line? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's that, wild. That defense has gotten worse over the years, but it's, it seems to be just more of an emphasis on offense as, as the game moves on. Sure. Um, but I so mean, it's not, it's not bad, but I do think they'll put up some points on you guys. Also, our defensive coordinators have gone on to do big things. Like we have a lot of coordinators that have gone on to do big things. And so it's kind of like a revolving door of coaching. And Those are all offense, though, and you just keep scoring points. <laughs> yeah, and so we just get, like, stellar quarterbacks and just running backs and wide receivers, and we just keep racking up the scores. Anyway, I don't hate it. Roll Tide um, for the first but not the last time this season. I am so fired up. Uh, tonight I will be sleeping in my Alabama jersey so that I wake up in the morning game day ready because that is what the real fans do. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And, and also, I mean, I, I, we don't want to talk about too long, but I mean, Ohio State really struggled last night. And if the, you know, All-American running back from Minnesota hadn't gotten hurt, they probably would have lost that game. Because um, Mo Ibrahim had like 189 yards in like the third quarter, and then he got hurt. And, and, and again, Minnesota was winning when he got hurt. Yes, I didn't see that. I was just watching the Tennessee, you know. I, I only care about my direct competition at this time of the season. But Ohio but, but yeah, State. Yeah, another playoff later. team. That's right. That's right. But I mean, Minnesota looked good and they, they were, Minnesota is good. They're very evenly matched, but it just turned out that there's a, you know, a, a fumble touchdown and, and that kind of changed the game. Um, and then the other ones, I, I don't want to go and you, you can tell me yours if you have any, but a couple other good upset opportunities are Louisiana for sure. I like them over Texas and then watch out. I, I think I told you this one last week. This is a huge upset. If you want to win a lot of money, San Jose state goes to USC and beat and beats the Trojans. They are a, I think 18 point underdog. I'm writing all these down because I've got to, I've got to bet later. <laughs> I got to cash in and place some bets later. <laughs> and, and it'll be fun. And then there, there's a couple other, I, I'm really excited for the Sunday night game, Notre Dame at Florida state, Florida state has Miller. Do you remember the quarterback from UCF who had that horrible injury? Yes. So he, he's finally able to start again. He's starting for Florida state this year. Wow. That'd be good to see. Notre Dame is a good team. They brought back a lot of good players from last year, so they're going to be in that playoff contention as well. So there's a lot of good games. I feel like we should – so are, are we going to have, like, a devoted college football segment this year? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't – the thing is people don't like college football. They will not want to hear us talk about it. But it is the South, so everyone likes college football. If, if someone doesn't like college football, then why are you even listening to me talk anyway? I bring very little to the table aside from college football. <laughs> Let's not tell people not to listen. Uh, so no, I'm saying like, I don't know how you could have been listening to me for three years because I bring well, very little to the table aside from college football. We have, we have about seven months we don't talk about it. But yes, we, we will try to keep it so that we talk about a lot of college football because we both love it and we watch it. Um, but maybe not too much to turn you off. So we'll, we'll stop here, but we're excited about the season. If you like other sports, I also like other sports. So tell us what else to talk about. We'll talk about that too, specifically baseball. There is people who don't like sports, though. That's that's. What I feel like we need to not alienate oh. not sports. Fans. See, that's where I'm having to disconnect. Talk, talk to my fiance. She does not like sports. I can't. Root for the Cubs, but not as big sports fan. If people don't like sports, I I just don't understand it. But I was also raised in a house. My mom's a reformed tomboy, and I've just I was just raised in a house where we 
we've devoted entire days to sports. So I will say one of the weirdest things is when my friends like, well, I don't really understand why you like the jazz so much. It's like, as I kind of talk about these, well, yeah, but like, it's just a bunch of guys. Like you have no impact on the game. Like, like you're just kind of, and I was like, well, that's true. But (laughs) but it made made you think that, but like, it wasn't me. It was just like, like, she's like, I just don't understand. It's just a bunch of people cheering for other people to do something, but it's like the same thing kind of with politics too. And people have like, I mean, that makes more sense for, a policy position but when you have like one person that you cheer for over anybody else i think there's a lot of people that feel that way about trump i don't quite get that but right i understand why you like people's policies exactly gosh i just that's gonna i'm gonna be up at night tonight staring at the ceiling thinking about why do i like sports it's just people i know i didn't want to think about it but i'm like but but i mean i think i think you like the camaraderie and you like these people you legitimately like people to succeed but i get it all your but i still love it um but it's not a bad point i'm like well i never really thought about that obviously i do too probably a little (laughs) too much um so i actually deleted youtube tv um i so i only get cable during football seasons or like live TV during football season. So I've got to resubscribe to my YouTube TV. Um, but Mark is moving in with his lady here soon after they get married. The, the nuptials are imminent. They're coming so quickly. And um, this is, this is probably the top debate of all moving in cohabitating situations of our generation is which streaming services do you keep and whose? do you keep? Um, I currently only have Amazon and Peacock and I have traded my, but I will say I have traded my Peacock credentials for other people's Netflix and HBO. So we kind of like, even though like Brenna and I have our individual Amazons, we have traded my Peacock credentials for other people's stuff. And so I mean, we're not, I'm not cohabitating with all these people, but we're, we're streaming as if we are. Which again, um, I, I like to follow the law, so I don't do that. Uh, it's, not, it's, not the, it's not the law, it's the terms of service. Um, but imagine that you're paying for all of them, because that's, and I don't, I actually don't, I don't have anybody else's. I think I, oh, I do use my pair of GTTV. Outside of that, I have nothing else though. But if we do that, imagine you're paying for all of them. What are you like, because I mean, I, I, but I, I found I had, I think, six things that I pay for myself. That's like $200 a month. It's a lot. Well, I, part of it is I have the Disney ESPN plus and um, Hulu package. So oh. it's like 21 a month for three of them. I should get that. I should get that. Cause I, I, pay don't, for- I don't watch Disney plus though, but so I just got rid of Peacock last night. That was the first one I, I got rid of. Um, the office is great, but I, it's, that's the only thing I watch in there. I was, I wanted to watch Yellowstone. But I just never got around to it. So you can have my password. You can always go back though. You can always go back to it. Right. So I don't have that. But, and I'm thinking, this is the craziest part is we're thinking about getting rid of Netflix because there's not that much good stuff on there anymore. It's not like it used to be. Okay, here's what Netflix has done that I am like totally a sucker for. They are doing all these true crime specials. Every, oh, oh, Mark, I'm going to make you a list. Wait, tell me now. So what is this? So what are these true crime stuff? Oh, there are so many good true crime things. Have you watched Sophie, A Murder in West Cork? Okay, that one was incredible. There are so many that have just recently come out that I cannot stop watching. Even if it looks like super crappy on like the the photo, I'm like, 
all day, every day, true crime. That's all I care about. I got to know what's out there, man. So you're, making, you're making me rethink this. So if you really do care about true crime, and if, you, and if you're like good with like a bunch of mediocre true crime shows, but a lot of them, Discovery Plus is the best app by a mile. Because they they, have the, they work with the ID network. So they have all these true crime. And they, and they had like, yeah, they had some of the best true crime ones, but a lot of mediocre ones too. Don't and the only reason I have that is 90 Day Fiance. Or 90 Day Fiance. Oh, you love 90 Day Fiance. I forget, but they're on Hulu. No, no, no. It comes the day the day of on Discovery Plus because they own that. So like you don't have to wait. Like it's it's every and they have every season, they have 38 seasons of that. I and also it's great Day. show, which it's called Heartbreak Island. Do you know what you probably know who Harry Jalsey is? Do you know him? <laughs> he was from Too Hot to Handle. He's like a very famous person on Instagram. But you oh, know Harry from Too Hot to Handle. Yes. Yes. So this was his original. It's kind of a simple, in this weird New Zealand show that me and Kier, there's two seasons. We cannot get enough of it. It's so good. It makes no sense. The rules change as they go. But then we look, we're like, oh, I wonder, because you can look after the show, like, what are these people doing? The show had like 6,000 followers and everyone on the show, like nobody watched it. I think it was just New Zealand. And even they didn't watch it, but I loved it. Either way, Discovery <laughs> Plus, it's my number one. And then I go, after that, I go, I think, you know, Hulu, just because of Always Sunny reruns, and then HBO. And I think that's my top three. So what are your – and Discovery Plus will be on your top three once you get it. But what are your top okay. three? Currently my top three. I love Amazon Prime Video. Okay, tell me – explain that real quick. What's great on there? Because there are so many and, – and not a lot of people know this about me, but I love old movies, specifically movies that came out before I was born. And so included on – and I can re-watch them constantly. So, like, To Catch a Thief with Cary Grant and Grace Kelly, I could literally just watch that over and over and over. Like, I – so Amazon Prime Video has a lot of old movies. They also have, like, Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is one of my favorite shows, Fleabag. They've just got a lot of really great shows that I like. Mr. Robot is on there. So Prime Video is my number one. I feel like it's a, like all the stuff you like are like hipster things. They're a little bit off the beaten path, I will say. Yeah, I, I know that. Not, not that they're bad, but I have heard that the, the, the Fleabag is good. But, Fleabag's incredible. I, yes. Um, but the, yeah, that's, that's kind of more. So if you're more of a hipster, then Amazon Prime for you. I think so. Hipster or you like old movies. Or you like old movies. I love yeah. the classics. And okay, you're both. So works out well. I'm like 82 on the inside. So number one is Prime Video. Number two is Peacock. I watch The Office over and over. Frasier, Yellowstone. They have some good like true crime documentaries. I didn't know they had Frasier. I like Frasier. Mm-hmm. Here's Peacock what I realized. Would you agree that how much, what percentage of what you watch on Peacock is The Office? Like 80%, honestly. 90%. I just watch it over and over. I go to sleep every night and you're going to think this is awful, but I go to sleep every night with the office playing on the Peacock app on my phone and my phone screen brightness turned all the way down. So I'm not watching it, but I'm just listening to the office while I'm sleeping. Could you maybe just buy the DVDs? I think it'll be like like eight, like six months and you pay for yourself and you always have it. But then I would have to buy a DVD player and I don't have one of those. DVD player? Oh gosh. (laughs) I'm a streaming girl. Okay, you could buy you could buy the things on Amazon, like the seasons, and like that would be cheaper than doing Peacock for like six months. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, 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 but that, but that, that was my. I, still have, I, watch. I have access to like Parks and Rec. Like I have a lot of things that I still watch on okay. Peacock. Even though ninety percent. Yeah. And then on uh, my third one is also HBO. I, it's got Friends. It's got Gossip Girl. It's got Sex in the City. It's got Entourage. It's got all these shows that I can just watch over and over and not get sick of. Like I'm currently rewatching Gossip Girl. 
See, the issue with like, I, I want to get rid of HBO is the most expensive one. I think it's like 16, $16 a month or $16.41 a mm-hmm. month. And I want to get rid of it. And every time I want to get rid of it, they come out with some new like show I like or some new good like documentary. Like I just watched White Lotus. Um, Gotta watch that. Um, and, but they'll be like, oh, look at these great new movies. Or it'll be like a good mini series. And I'm like, oh, I'd like to rewatch True Detective. So yeah. there's like a lot of like, I want to get rid of it. And every time I do, I'm like, oh, they just come up with something new. So they're, they're, I'm hanging on by a thread. Because $16 is not cheap. No, but Crazy Rich Asians is on HBO and I could watch that all the time. Like I can watch that movie over and over and over. It's so good. Um, he is the most, I think that he's the most underrated, handsome actor. What is it, Harry Golding or something? Harry Golding is at the top of my list of dream men. He's on the top of my list of dream men. He is, and he's so charming too. So like, I, like, I, I feel like he doesn't get the credit that some of the other like 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 you always hear about like what Ryan Reynolds and Chris Pratt and Chris Evans and like but but like can we get some recognition for Harry Golding please and thank you he is so handsome and his accent is like enthralling smooth it's just smooth (laughs) Mark I can't believe we're agreeing on a guy you usually think my place in men is way off I know well I mean I I don't know that he'd be cool in person I'm just saying he's a very he's he's a very charming good-looking man so, so does yes, that mean that you're going to get off this call and you're going to go watch Crazy Rich Asians? I'm I, driving to well, Alabama working, later. Maybe not now, but maybe, maybe this weekend. <laughs> I'm off today. I'm driving to Alabama in a little while, and now I'm trying to decide if I'm uh, going to listen to Crime Junkies or if I'm going to turn on Crazy Rich Asians and just hear the audio over my Bluetooth. That's so weird. <laughs> I do that all the time. So I will weird. turn on The Office. I'll like turn on The Office and play it over my Bluetooth and just put my phone in the console and just listen to The Office. I think it's so funny. And I feel like you can... And so many times you can you can see the scenes in your head when you're doing it. I can literally see it, Mark. When I say I went I went on a date this week and I quoted the I quoted Michael Scott at the table and midway through the quote I was like this is either going to be a hit or a miss. Luckily it was a hit and he understood exactly what I was saying. But I it was like a natural conversation. I quoted Michael Scott and he recognized <laughs> it and it was a hit. But it was like halfway through I was like. This is either going to go really well or really bad. <laughs> I want to have just like a theater show where you just like reenact episodes of The Office because you probably know, like, you want to be like, okay, season two, episode three. Go ahead, Taylor, start. No, this is so good because my roommate, Brenna, always makes fun of me. It's either The Office, Friends, Sex in the City, or the movie The Holiday. I know oh, I, I, can, I can be a one-woman show of probably every episode of all of those things I could just like one woman show the whole thing especially the holiday you remember at her little monologue at the beginning where she's talking about how women look haggard and men men start to look more attractive and stress makes them look haggard and I know that entire monologue including her mannerisms and so sometimes I'll just stand up and like start to reenact it and Brenna goes here she goes everyone full attention full attention on our star we should do that sometime. I am a star. <laughs> that's what, that's one thing to call yourself. Oh my uh, gosh. You should. Yes. Well, that's super weird, but excited. That's the cool thing that you can like envision those in your head. So while you, that's listen- what I can bring to the table is my star power. When I quote other people, um, <laughs> <laughs> any final thoughts before we sign off on this college football Eve? Nope. Just congratulations to, to Justin again and go San Jose state, Louisiana and Notre Dame. Yeah, congratulations to Justin and roll tide till the day I die. We'll see you guys next week for week two college football and probably some more political talk.